Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, August 25th. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and got started. Somebody's going to win that money. Might as well be us. Sometimes is us. Yesterday in the WNBA was us. Uh, we got we got word right before lock that Setu was going to miss despite not being in a boot. So I just maximized that and said, okay, Awak's going to do great. Seager's is going to do great. Besides that, jam the studs. And also hope McBride, McBride gets extremely lucky with variants. So I did get pretty lucky there. I recognize that. Um, also for the main slate, I'm surprised no more screenshots. It was pretty good, pretty good uh, picks for me. But I, I myself was only up a little bit. There was some there was some nonsense breaking the slate again last night. It wasn't as bad as the early slate with 17 runs. I was trying to explain that to somebody like why. That's why I don't care that much about baseball results. Like um, DK always says, don't be results oriented. And I think he's right about that. Like. You can do the best you can at lock, but then some stupid stuff could happen and you could lose every night based on stupid stuff. And you have to be able to parse that out. Like, did you lose based on you made some bad calls? Because if so, you need to reflect on that and, and change your process. But, you know, if you lost because of stupid, you know, unpredictable stuff um, and foul trouble, you know, debatable how predictable that is. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's not ROI is not always necessarily indicative of a problem versus you being a professional i know that's uh that was greg ehrenberg said the other day also yeah this uh i should say go check out the other videos uh this one in particular is getting a lot of people are watching this so just if you're a loyal viewer make sure you know people are watching this um don't miss out on the whatever lessons i basically summarize all the research about the iowa gambling task over the last 30 years the important stuff for us in terms of self-reflection as, a, as a, uh, a daily fantasy sports player, which I say gambler, but uh, we all understand that our, our technical classification under the tax law is not gambling. This is predictive gaming or whatever, you know, but same general principles probably apply, right? I think it's a similar type of, of, of thing that we do. So that's why I try to port over some lessons, not because it's gambling, just because it's a similar sort of game. All right. Now it's called the Nevada Gaming Commission. They do understand <laughs> that the, these words are all the same. Okay. Uh, yeah. Early slate went pretty well too. I don't, it was a sad, I, I'm mostly upset that both slates were positive yesterday, but not a single saddy takedown. So I'm just like, I guess I'm not surprised that you guys don't have any uh, uh, screenshots either. Cause what in the world, man, that was like, yeah, it was okay, but it was like, I mean, the, in the early in the early slate, everything was going fine. We were going to definitely cleanly take down some saddies, and then seventeen from Boston. That's just so ridiculous. There's just no analog like that in other sports where a team scores that many more points than the average. The average is what like seven, six, and they score three times the average. The equivalent in basketball was the average like a hundred. Team just randomly scored three hundred. You just wouldn't be any fun playing DFS if that happened like every third night. Yeah, we and you certainly can't like, oh gosh, you don't be upset about the slates for that. Now on the night slate, massively, massively overweight Langoliers. Again, I'm like breaking my own rules to put in too much Langoliers, which I recognize was ridiculous. But at the same time, this was based on my own tweaks. I had really goosed Chicago and Oakland yesterday. I told you guys I was doing that. I showed you exactly this. Also, the runs, I think, were – it was 5-8 to eight in the end of this game. So this was a very close projection that we wound up making based on just, like, percentages applied to the existing odds. So assuming that most people 
think the weather is like incidental or at most like already baked in or something. And I think, well, what if it's not? What if there's a secondary or double effect or people just don't care about the weather enough? So I think weather betting time of year now, now that we've got crazy storms, we've got crazy heat, all sorts of stuff. Um, so that's that's my new my new baseball move is weather betting and sorting by 99th percentile. I'm trying to win these saddies. And so that means I'm trying to get the high. I think this is a good back end way for these weeks where I don't have contest sims to get lineups that are going to perform in a similar fashion to ones that would be um, winners of like if I choose a 99th percentile uh, lineup. The, the, the best ones will be the ones that are most likely to win a one in a hundred saddie. If I choose the 95, 95th percentile, a one in 20 saddie, et cetera. So smaller, if you want a smaller competition, then you go to the lower percentiles. Anyway, so that's what how I'm doing it now. I'm very, I've liked the way it's looked. So that's why I've done it like that. Yeah, we got some weather concerns all over the place, but mostly yellows. But we also, I saw ballpark factors today. We're nuts. 25th, right? That's today. Yeah, so Citizens Bank. We're banking on Citizens Bank today based on this, this run fast. We're expecting between 14% and 40% production today. Obviously, most points are tied up in home runs. So I'm waiting it towards the 40%. I think I upped it 25%. And I'm getting to almost exclusively Philadelphia and St. Louis snacks. I haven't even sorted it by 99th percentile. But I'm sure when I do that, it's going to be equally true. I just, well, actually, no, now that when I do that, it should spread it out more. Yeah. Because so when you do a tight average around that, they will be obviously the best games. But when you go to the 99th percentile, you have a bunch of other games that are competitive, but also I don't really want to have that many people from one game anyway. So I'm going to limit stacks to 50% as a general thing to do. One thing that Jordan always does from Saber Sim is he always goes to whatever max uniques doesn't break it. I think that's fine. Okay, so that broke it. Go back to three. Let's go back to five. Just allow it to be broken, but see if it still has the right number of lineups. Okay. Sometimes it'll say it's broken, but it just means like, it's just crying a little bit. All right. So <laughs> that's very sage. Yep. I can get behind this. It's fine exposure. Okay. So the pitchers we are backing for today based on, uh, yeah, let me do everything backwards today. It's a, It's backwards day, right? Everybody, welcome to the show. Try to do the Missy Elliott thing really quick and imagine my, my entire opening line backwards and spell it out. I don't. She she spelled it out on her Twitter the other day. I was trying to learn it, but I did not. Okay, uh, pitchers. Yep, yeah, no surprise here. Hey, guess who we're gonna play today? It's Spencer Strider. Is he on the slate? Oh, then you put some Spencer Strider in your lineups and you jam him. So he's gonna be. I'm gonna be double the field. I don't know what the field's doing. Why he's twenty five percent? Like. They have a bad game sometime recently playing San Francisco. Long-time watchers of the show will know I have a tab up with most strikeouts per game. Let's refresh it. Been a couple of days since we've we've gone to the uh, the list. San Francisco, they're not all the way down. Colorado's really been poor. But San Francisco, still bad. Still real bad. Bad, bad, bad. These teams that are at the bottom are way worse than the teams that are at the top. Seven versus ten. Three sevenths is a tremendous number of sevenths. So... Anyway, you've got to make sure to uh, to adjust your upside when you're playing those teams. Because I like to think of my projections as not... So we know the distribution of outcomes is not a single peak, right? We know it's a, a bunch of things. And I want to be modeling 
the one that's around the GPP winning case for that person. That's the little Gaussian thing that I care about. So that's the my projection I'm setting. And then I use the min and max exposure to say, hey, this is the amount of times I think this thing could happen. So, you know, that's, I'm justifying putting 15 next to Brady Singer's name here because I think that that could happen. I'm not doing upsides exclusively. Obviously, Strider's upside's way higher. I mean, what is a 65 percentile thing that I think could happen for these guys? That I think like most of the time, if they win, they get this done. You know, so that's what it's not a nuts like I, I want. It's still like averaging a couple of those top performance bubbles, but it's not taking into you don't want to average in their actual losing projections into your projections. Like you're not playing them for when they lose. You're playing them for when they win. Anyway, so this is a bit silly to say, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Uh, so we're stuffing Strider. We're stuffing Senga. We're stuffing... Beyond that, that's it. We're Strider and Senga. And then we are Green and Singer. Is that who I saw for leverage? It's fine with me. Yep, Green and Singer. Well, that was easy. So I'm going to put them. We've got Strider and Senga, which is, of course, the most compelling television. It saves me a few minutes, so forgive me. Uh, green and Singer. Green and Singer. Otherwise, I have to go back and forth between these tabs to figure out what I did, what I sold you guys. Make sure I'm consistent. I like it for later because then I can tell myself what I thought this morning. Uh, okay, so I'm way on St. Louis stacks, and I'm way on Philadelphia stacks, and then I'm getting to Boston as well. But my Boston, Arizona, Baltimore, that's like a lower level. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm getting to now just because I want to have the highest scoring lineups. But, you know, it's going to be a different situation near lock. Uh, lock's a long time from now. No, no early games today. So we're going to get, oh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to get a little MMA talk in here. Did I even prep the MMA talk at all? No. Might need to make that a separate video. All right. We're going to prep that and then put out the MMA video separately because don't have that prepped. Um, okay. So let's do... Uh, okay. Yeah, I know you guys think prep. What, how much prep is this guy doing? Well, I like to at least look at the look at the slate a little bit first so I don't stumble onto some stuff like... You know, this team's actually off the slate. Like yesterday with the Dodgers, I almost talked about that before I was prepping. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like provide some clarity and not put the Dodgers on the screen. Decent undervalue on underdog. Undervalue, underdog, cutter. We can't take pitchers against opposing hitters. So that's what they did. They dangled a few things that are against each other. Langelier is under 1.5 strikeouts. is nice. But I mean, he's going to be swinging. Cease is, is throwing heat. I don't know. I'm not... I'm not I'm not buying into any of those plot lines today at this point. We'll we'll get to the uh we'll get to what I think for the UFC slate in a minute. Um, I gotta have a look at that first. But remember, guys, uh for today's baseball slate, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's gotta win that money. Might as well be us.